Hi there, and welcome to the Living with SMA podcast. We're here to have conversations about living with spinal muscular atrophy. Throughout this podcast, we will be covering lots of different topics from preparing for university, getting the most from your personal budget, sex and relationships, and lots, lots more. So we invite different hosts from across the SMA community to come together here. We want to answer your questions, provide you with useful tips and recommendations, and also share personal stories. So please do reach out and connect with us here at the charity SMA UK. Thank you for listening, and we hope to find the podcast useful. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of Living with SMA. Uh, today, I'm joined by some fantastic guests to talk about their life at SMA, what it was like when they were born, where they are today, and uh, what the future holds for them. So, let's jump straight into it. Um, I'm joined today here by Maxwell. Uh, Maxwell, why did what, thank you. Um, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, like a, a quick introduction, and then we'll get into to the, the awesome stuff. Hi, so I'm 18 years old. I've currently just finished A-levels, and I'll be going to university in September to study business management. I'm a, a very businessy kind of guy. <laughs> My favorite subject, yeah. Awesome. Awesome, and uh, what type of SMA do you have, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I have SMA Type 2. Awesome, awesome. So same as me, I also have SMA Type 2. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't mind me asking, um, when were you diagnosed? Uh, so I was diagnosed just before I turned three at uh, Hinchinbrook Hospital, which is the local hospital. Um. I know it was quite hard on my parents. Um, there wasn't really a lot of information that was really given to them. Uh, I think they said that I probably wouldn't live out of my childhood. It was quite a hard thing on my parents to go home and tell everybody, but they were so wrong. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can totally relate to that. Um, it seems to be something that's very common from previous years. Um, same with me, I was diagnosed before my third birthday, and doctors also said that I would never get to this age, and then that age, and then that age, to the point where we just stopped listening and <laughs> carried on living, I guess. Um, so, um, from your recollection, um, what kind of support was available to you and your family um, post-diagnosis? Uh, I know there wasn't really too much. I know there was the Jennifer Trust um, that helped me when I went to reception um, all the way back then. Um, there was a few charities and stuff like that that helped me get my first wheelchair. So I was in a power wheelchair at age of four, uh, which, was awesome. quite, which was quite lethal, actually. It was a very fast wheelchair. Um, I was very dangerous. Um, Epic. But I think that was, that was about it. And then I went to Gosh, um, Great Ormond Street, and they were the the kind of the first people that actually had any real information about SMA really. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, and they helped my family quite a lot, like getting me like into like physio and stuff like that. Um, but that was the kind of the real first time that there was really anything I would say. 
Okay. And has there um, been anyone that you've been able to turn to in terms of emotional or mental health support? Um, not really. Um, I kind of knew someone that lives quite close to me, Ross Hovey, who also has SMA. Um, but I didn't know him until I was a little bit older. My parents did, but I never really had any kind of grown up conversations with him until quite recently, actually. We've got a little bit closer. Um, but sometimes I do go to him when I need to talk about anything, especially kind of now that I'm growing up and I'm, I've got more responsibilities myself um, and kind of just learning how to deal with life with SMA. Um, and he's got quite a lot to, or a lot of advice to give me. So I like going to yep. him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool guy. I, I also know Ross. He's, he's really um, quite a character. He's, He's not afraid to share his opinion, and he's not, he's very wise, very wise beyond his years. Um, so, in terms of of SMA UK, um, how much do you know about us, and um, have you attended any of our events? Um, have you reached out for any support um, in the in the past? Uh, personally, I've never really reached out for any support. I've been to a few of the, I think it's the Christmas parties. Uh, when I was younger, um, mm -hmm. which I really enjoyed, uh, especially like the gaming bit that they have there. They had like an adapted gaming session. I'm I'm quite a keen gamer, so awesome. I was quite excited. We talked to the guy there, and I got like a few signed things that he managed to get me, which was really cool. Um, That's cool. By the developers of like one of my favorite games. Um, but that's about it, I would say, in terms of events that I've been to. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm Okay, yeah. and um, in terms of in terms of the future and what you're hoping to achieve, I, I know that you said you're going to uni. So, what what are you aspiring to do with your life going forward? Oh, that's a, that's a very big question. Um, I'm just taking it as it goes, really. Um, I am aiming high. I want to be a CEO one day, definitely. Um, I want to do quite a lot of stuff. Um. I want to be like Ross with all the things that he's doing. He's like doing one job and then he's doing another job. Um, it's absolutely amazing. But yeah, I'm very, I'm very keen to do, do well for myself. Awesome. Awesome. And, and tell me in terms of like school and uh, college and wanting to go to uni, um, how well have you been supported throughout that journey? <laughs> um, I would say... It's been quite hard. Definitely a lot of fights that I've had to had to do to get the support that I need. Um, mm -hmm. I think as I've got older, it's kind of gone from my parents to me, kind of like fighting for myself more. Um, and I've realized how much they actually have to fight for. Um, there's been so much I've been kind of like excluded from that my parents try and make me like get me to do. Um, but you know, my school was quite bad on accessibility kind of side of it. Uh, like for example, sixth form, uh, I haven't actually been up in the sixth form, like the first level for the two years that I was there because um, of the fire risk plan. Mm -hmm. um, it took them forever to do that and we were fighting like every single day for them to do it and it it took the whole two years i got there like in the last week i think i went upstairs 
like once and that was it um, wow okay educationally it's been amazing like i've done quite well for myself but i think that was kind of more me taking it into my own hands and doing like a lot at home to catch up because of like doctor's appointments and stuff like that um but yeah it was it was, okay. it was quite hard <laughs> all right no problem um and um when we look at i guess you're you have someone to look up to in ross which is great um you have a great by the sounds of it a great home environment which is uh, fantastic um you've been to some of sma uk's events um you're aware that sma is there to to help if you need it um Looking at what you've been through as a child all the way up to where you are now, what what would you tell your younger self um, in hindsight? What, what would you say? Um, I think in general, I was quite a shy person. I'd say to definitely be more confident in myself uh, and speak up for myself more. I was kind of quite quiet. Um, I still kind of am sometimes, but I definitely say to my younger self to stand up for myself more um, and intervene definitely more. Also to drink more water, because I never used to drink water, but (laughs) that's just a separate thing. I don't know if it's like with everybody with SMA, but I never used to drink water. It's kind of funny because I never wanted to go to the toilet because I didn't want to miss out because it used to take me longer. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Okay, well... um... My reasons are a little bit different, but I hate water. I'm 37 years old and I still don't like water, so you're not alone on that one. <laughs> right, I, I will drink 11 cups of coffee and 4 cups of tea yeah. so that I make sure I'm still being hydrated, but it, it, it's not going to be water. I'm just, I'm not a fan, so you're not alone yeah. with that. Yeah, water's a bit boring, I can't lie. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and in my opinion, there's more chemicals in water than anything else, so I just... Oh, definitely. Um, I always tell my carers that water is there to bathe, wash dishes, and 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 your clothes, and yeah. and, and to and to cook. That's it. That should yeah. be the only purpose of water. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, so I mean, obviously, we needed to water the garden and things like that. But I mean, in the home in general, yeah, that's just my opinion. I, I'm uh, I'm not a fan. Um. Maxwell, thank you very much for being with us today and sharing your story. It's really great to hear the, the similarities. It, it kind of ho- hopefully will show the community that we're not alone in our experiences. Um, we're not alone in the challenges that we face. And we're not alone in the good times that we have. So yeah. thank you very much for your time. And hopefully we'll see some some great things coming from you and and. Who knows, in the, in the future episode, we might be speaking to CEO Maxwell. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You've been listening to the Living with SMA podcast. We hope you can join us again next time. But in the meantime, please don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find out more on our website at smauk.org.uk. Music.